Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and I thank you for joining me once again for another episode. As I record this in my area, it is the first day of school, and moms and dads everywhere are celebrating that we finally get some routine back in our lives and maybe a little bit more breathing space to focus on ourselves and our own needs. I know I am definitely feeling that way. So of course, wishing all the kids out there a great new year. And today, what I wanted to talk about was the opportunity that we have as the kids go back to school. And you know what, whether that's relevant for you or not, if you don't have kids, or if you have kids, but they but they don't live in your house anymore, I find that There's still something about September that feels like it's another January. It feels like, you know, it's a blank slate. It's a great time for resolutions to think about doing things differently. And it it just feels like a fresh start. So whatever your situation is in your household, I'm wondering if you're feeling that too. Like, okay, time to transition out of summer mode, get back to fall mode and kind of dial in, focus a little bit on various goals and responsibilities that you have. And so what I wanted to talk to you about today was the idea of using a planner to help you keep your focus and maximize your productivity. And more specifically, how do you choose a planner that is going to really work for you? So I have five tips for you for how to choose a planner that will help set you up for success. And by the way, I want to clarify that when I talk about success, what I have in mind to me, the ultimate definition of success here is that you work when it's time to work and you play when, it times to, when it's time to play. Work when it's time to work and play when it's time to play. So that means you maximize your focus and productivity during the hours of the day that you have designated are for work or getting tasks done or being productive. And that way, it frees you up to guilt-free, put aside all your expectations for productivity and switch gears into time for having fun, relaxation, maybe take a nap, maybe hang out with your family, be more present, and do all of that with focus, with presence, and without guilt because you have done what you set out to realistically do for the day. To me, that is really the the ultimate, the be all end all of success. Work when it's time to work, put it all aside, play when it's time to play, because you know you can do this more easily because you know you have a plan in place. You know there is time carved out throughout the week to do everything that you 
need to do or that you've decided is a priority to do. And so you can fully embrace those quote unquote off times because you know you have a plan. And that really is my true wish in all of the time management courses that I teach. And as I work with others, that's what I really want for you is that you make decisions about how you're going to use your time. And then you honor that commitment that you made to yourself, get the task done so that you can relax and move on to the more fun things in life. And that really feels so much better and enables you to go to bed at the end of the day, feeling so good about how your day went, feeling that sense of satisfaction that you got things done that you needed to, you had a great day, you had fun, you spent time with the people that are important to you. And that's going to feel so much better than going to bed with that sense of despair because yet again, nothing got done. You didn't get to any of the projects and you kind of wandered around aimlessly, not really knowing what to do and not being able to make those decisions. I know that there are so many people out there who are feeling that way because they come to me and that's why they take my course. And I also know that it can be so much better. It doesn't have to be that way. But the problem is most people just haven't learned a system. I mean, they're not really teaching this. You know, when we were younger, they weren't really teaching it. The schools, I have to say, are doing a much better job now teaching the kids. But if us adults, we really weren't taught this. And so if you never sat down to learn it, then how could you be expected to do a really good job with it? And I want to help people get out of that cycle of just feeling so overwhelmed with their day. And to get to a place where you wake up feeling excited, feeling like you have clarity, you know what the plan is, you know how the day is going to unfold. And of course, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to unfold exactly how you thought it would, but it can be pretty close. And you can also learn the skills for adapting to the things that come up unexpectedly and learning how to make adjustments so that you still stay on track. Okay, so back to the topic, choosing a planner, five steps for 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 choosing a planner. Step number one is really the most important one, which is deciding and understanding that it really is important to use a planner. We just, our brains are just not that good. Our brains are wonderful. They are masterpieces, but you know, they do max out after a certain point and they just can't hold all the information in one place, or maybe they can, but you're just going to exert a lot of energy and a lot of effort rehearsing and remembering everything. And so a much better alternative is using an external system to map out everything that, you, that you're responsible for and really create a plan, like I said, with intent of how you want your week to go. So I really, really want you to embrace this idea that using a planner, having a planner and not just buying it and letting it sit on the shelf or sit on your desk or sit on the table, but using it, creating the habit of using it every day is so critical to feeling better about, about your day. So that's step number one, is really embracing the idea that you have to use a planner. And I know a lot of people fight it. They tell me that it, it can feel too confining or they're not really sure. Or honestly, I think this is the biggest deterrent for a lot of people is they have this sense of failure because they've struggled in the past and they think, why bother? You know, I've bought them before, but I haven't used them. Or whenever I set up my day, it doesn't go as planned. So why bother? And another thing that I teach in my class is how to overcome that and understand that, of course, the obstacles are going to come up. Things, unexpected things will come up, but you can learn how to work around it and you can learn to do better than you have done in the past. Again, if you learn new skills, then you set yourself up to do things differently and to do a better job with this. So um, that's number one is embracing the idea that you really will benefit from using the planner. 
Step number two is I want you to think, or tip number two is I want you to think about what's worked in the past. Was there a time in your life when you, when you used a planner, when you did better? And if so, which one did you use? You know, was it back in high school or college or when the kids were little or, you know, when you, your life, you know, was just different, you were living with a different circumstances. Maybe you had a different job and the company did things differently then that forced you to do things differently. But think back, was there a time when you felt better about your day and you were using a different system and what worked? And maybe for whatever reason, you got away from that. And maybe it's time to revisit that, pick that up again and get back to what you know. I mean, success leaves clues, right? So if it worked for you in the past, then there's a pretty good chance it could work for you again. So that's a good place to start with something that's a little familiar and go back to what worked before. Third thing I want to talk about is how do you decide which planner? Let's say you've never really used one or, or you're really just kind of starting over and you want to think about, okay, what's going to be the best planner for me right now? So there are two different categories to think about. There are digital options and there are paper planners. Paper planners go back, of course, they've been around for so long and they've come a long way. You know, there used to be these very basic kind of blue or black covered ones, you know, that they sell at Staples. And you know what? For some people that totally works. It's simple. It's not distracting. And that's still a really great option. But they have come a long way. And now there are so many beautiful options out there. My favorite, which I'll link in the show notes, is a company called ErinCondren.com. And I will explain in a moment why, um, why I really like their products. But there, there are just so many out there. And so some people really do well with the visual of paper in front of them. You know, the, our brains process information differently. Some people process information really well digitally, and some people process it really well when it's more visual on paper. Personally, I actually use a bit of a hybrid system. I mean, these days, most of us carry our phones everywhere. And I really do think that that calendar in the phone works best for keeping track of all the essential appointments because usually we have it with us so we can put the appointments right in there or we can check if there's a conflict right away so that we're eliminating the need to have to go back and make changes. So I really do think that's a good sort um, solution for a calendar. However, where people usually get stuck is everything else around that, all the blank space that's not scheduled or all the tasks that don't have a definite date and time attached to them and therefore, it gets really confusing to figure out when should I work on them. So in order to organize all of that, I really like the visual of a paper planner because I can map it all out. I kind of pull in the information that I have from my phone calendar, and then I look at all the blank space, and I look at my to-dos, and I map out a plan. I teach all of this in my time management class. Um, if you're saying, what? How in the world do you do that? I, I teach step-by-step -step in my time management class. Um, but that's paper planners. And, um, and then there are so many digital options. So, you know, what's so funny in, gosh, what was it? Maybe, I don't know, 2002, 2003, I was working at Mass General and some colleagues of mine and I were asked to develop a program for adults with ADHD. And we, we developed a cognitive behavioral therapy program for adults who were still struggling with symptoms because medications weren't fully solving the problem. And so we, um, we have a workbook that's been out for almost 20 years now. Uh, yeah, over 20 years now. And in the original version, the only digital solution that we reference is Palm Pilots. Those were the big things. They were actually just emerging. I think I had one. I thought that was really special. Um, 
And we had to update the workbook in 2017 because there are so many more digital options that people are using that are really helpful. And so it's, they have sort of changed how we change the recommendations that we make. And so we had to update the manual to account for that. So now, like I said, there are so many that, you know, there are the options that come in your phone, there's Google, there's Outlook, there are so many apps. There's an app called Cozy, which is really good if you share a calendar with a other family members and, um, you know, you can color code it. If you look, oh my God, if you go in the app store and just Google online calendar or task list or productivity, there are so, so many, but I suggest that you keep it simple, especially if you're just starting out, just keep it simple. Use the, the most basic thing you can find. Um, you know, which again, might just be the Google options that come with the phones or I'm not an Android person, so I'm not exactly sure what comes on those Android phones, but I know they have a very simple option as well. And on the iPhones, and I'm pretty sure this is also on the Androids, there's a very simple app called Reminders, and it's a great way of organizing to do. So that's always where I start with people as I recommend, just keep it very simple, one place for your calendar, one place for your task list. Um, I do want to back up and just mention that there's another really great digital option that kind of simulates a paper planner. It's called the Artful Agenda. And I just learned about this. So I haven't fully checked it out yet, but I've seen it and I think it's super cool. It's very artistic and visually just really beautiful, but it's digital. So it, it looks like a paper planner and has the colorful aspect of that, but it functions like a digital planner. So that I think is a super cool option worth checking out. Again, that's called the Artful Agenda. I have to give a shout out to my friend and colleague, Jess, who found that and gave me that little tip. So, you know, the, the other um, kind of obstacle that sometimes people run into is that they spend so much time searching for the perfect planner that they actually never get into using it. And I want you to, I want to just give you a heads up on that and, and suggest that you give yourself a limited amount of time, you know, do a little bit of research, poke around to some of the websites or poke around in some of the stores, but then just make a decision, keep it simple and just get started. Because at the end of the day, there is no perfect planner. You know, not, none of them are truly perfect. You might love 80% of it and then wish 20% was different. But at the end of the day, it's really just a tool and it's all about the habit that you create of using it. And so it's not going to matter. The perfect planner is not out there and it's not going to be the thing that saves the day for you and makes everything different. It's going to be your habit of actually using it. So with that, I want to talk about my fourth tip, which is looking at the format of the calendar in your planner. So you may know from previous planners that they come, they often come with multiple layouts. So there's the monthly layout that shows you the calendar in these little like one and a half inch blocks for each day. And then they may show you a week at a glance, the, the, the full week, seven days. They may show it to you vertically, or it may be horizontally, or it may be kind of um, three on one page and four on another in blocks. And it's really important to think about this because it's going to impact the way that you're able to use the calendar. So the first thing I want to suggest is that you only use one. I don't want you writing in three different places because the more work you create for yourself, the harder it's going to be to keep up with it and the more confusing it's going to be. So if it has multiple options, well, I suggest, you know, don't get one that has multiple options or if it does, you may even rip it out. Like that monthly one I find is kind of useless. Um, although maybe you just want to put, 
you know, like the events and appointments or birthdays or something like that. But I don't want you to use that for daily planning because it's too small. There's not much space to write in it. Um, I do keep mine in there and I use it for a different purpose, a business purpose of mapping out the strategies for my month. But for day to day, um, some people like the one day at a glance because that's going to give you a lot of space to write in. And that's not bad. But what I really like is the week at a glance. And I like it uh, horizontally. So you have one column for every day. And I like when it has that column marked out hour per hour, because ultimately what I want you to do is create a plan, maybe not every single hour, but most hours, I want you to know exactly what the intention is about how you're going to use your time. Now, you may decide it's rest time or it's free time, it's open time, do whatever you want. But I want you to be intentional and specific about that. So if you just have a one and a half inch block of space, you can't really plan that out. So I like the week at a glance with all of the hours written in so you can decide how you're going to use each time, each time block. Um, for some people, like I've worked with some people who maybe aren't working anymore, maybe they're retired or, um, you know, for whatever reason, they're not working right now and they don't really feel like they need to write out every single hour. So there is another option that has three sections like it might be a morning afternoon and evening and that can work well too like i've had some people who say you know they're at, they're at this phase of life where if they wake up and they do one house project and they exercise and they make dinner then that's a great day and so they don't need to block it out hour by hour but other people in a different phase of life if you're working if you're juggling kids and kids activities then other people really may find that it really does help to schedule out hour by hour. Okay, so that's the format that I want you to look at. And then the fifth thing I want to talk about is the visual appeal of a planner. I really find that it just helps if it's pretty and visually appealing. So if there's a color or a color scheme that really speaks to you, then find one in those colors because it's going to make you happy to use it and it's going to make you want to pick it up and you're going to stay more connected to it because it's, it's just appealing. Um, you know, you can, with so many of them now, you can customize. This is why I really like the Erin Condren one. You can customize the pattern, you can customize the color. And it also comes with these really upbeat and motivational quotes um, for each month. And I really like that. So it really, um, I think it really matters to make it visually appealing. Um, if, you know, if you have a guy in your life who's looking for one and they like a beautiful leather, you know, find a navy leather, a black leather, maroon leather, whatever is going to be appealing to the person using it it's going to matter. So there you have it. Five things to think about as you are selecting a planner. Just to recap, number one is really buying into and accepting this idea that you really need to have some kind of planning system. Number two, think about what worked in the past. Number three, evaluate some of the digital and some of the paper options and think about what will work best for you, but don't get too hung up on finding the perfect planner. Just make a decision and commit to using it. Four, look at the format. My recommendation is that we get a glance with every hour written out. And that will make more sense in my time management class. It makes more sense because I teach a system for, forgot to say this earlier, but I teach a system for looking at the whole week and, and planning it out. And I find that it helps if you can see it all at one glance rather than doing one page at a time and having to flip around. It kind of helps you process the information and the timing and the spacing of different activities in the week. And it's a lot um, more effective. And then the last thing is to make it visually appealing so that you're really more motivated to use it. 
And I'm going to give you one bonus tip, which is I really want you to commit to using it and make sure that you understand how. So step, you know, it's one thing. Step one is to decide on a planner and buy a planner. But really, the more important step is to understand how to use it and to really create that habit. You know, as I say, it takes 21 days to create a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle. And my goal in everything I do is to teach you habits that you will have for life that make your life better. So if this, something, if this is something that has been a struggle for you, I definitely want you to check out my time management course. I have one that's starting September 12th, and then there will be another one starting, I believe it's October 4th. So you can check out the website. It's about timemanagement.com slash TM, or you can always message me if you have any questions. I'm sharing lots of information on my Facebook and Instagram if you want to learn more about it, but I highly recommend it. People tell me that it really has been a game changer for them because like I was saying, no one has ever taught. (laughs) Most people have never been taught how to use a calendar and task list system, and I'm here to do that. So I hope this was helpful and gets you thinking about the fall and the blank slate that we have ahead and the opportunity to do things differently, better, and most importantly, with more intention. So I hope this was helpful. And if you have any questions about this, always send me a message, find me on social media, find me an email, it's all in the show notes, and I'll be back next week. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.